0: Hi, this podcast is part of a network called Lean Communicators. To find more podcasts and YouTube channels worth checking out, visit www.leancommunicators.com or look for hashtag Lean Communicators on social media. Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to Lean Blog Audio, episode 314. Today, I'm reading a blog post from May 13th, 2021, titled improvements to the COVID vaccination process, small and large, and hockey hubs. You can find a link to the blog post by going, um, you can read the blog post by just going to leanblog.org slash audio 314. So in this era of COVID-19 vaccinations, I'm still pretty much sidelined. I'm not on site with any clients in healthcare, although I did get to visit two mass vaccination sites in addition to the one that vaccinated me. I've blogged about all that. You can find links in the blog post. Now, I've tried really hard to be a cheerleader for continuous improvement and, in particular, for sharing continuous improvement ideas through a free platform called Vaccinexus and other channels. I believe, of course, in the power of many, many small improvements being driven by frontline staff and their managers. That's the focus of my Healthcare Kaizen books that I wrote with Joe Schwartz. I also realized that there's a time and a place for process redesign and for being innovative, thinking of it as a step function improvement, a step change. So on the topic of small improvements, I wrote a blog post recently for the Kinex's Continuous Improvement blog called The Power of Small Ideas in Improving Vaccinations. You can find a link to that, but I'll read it here. Uh, you can find a link to it again at leanblog.org audio 314. With all of the work going on to set up and run COVID-19 vaccination centers around the world, the principles of lean process design are really helpful. But as hard as we might try, no process is ever perfect. So it's not designed perfect. So having a culture of continuous improvement from the get-go is incredibly important. Many times when you ask an employee to share an improvement idea, they might say something like, oh, I can't think of anything. I've heard that a lot in different organizations. Have you? Have you heard that at a vaccination site you might be working with? When people say, I don't have any ideas, they often mean, I can't think of a million-dollar idea. They assume, incorrectly, that a manager or an outside consultant only ask for big ideas with a substantial financial impact when we start a conversation about problems, ideas, or improvements. At Kinexus, we believe wholeheartedly in the power of small ideas making a big difference. There's a a video um, that I've linked to within that blog post um, that explains more. There's compelling research from Robinson and Schroeder, two academics, that shows that across industries- 80% of the total improvement potential in an organization comes from the accumulation of many small ideas. You can go back and listen to a podcast I did with Professor Alan Robinson on the topic. That's episode 217 of my Lean Blog interviews series. We recommend his books, including The Idea Driven Organization. Now, many managers sadly think small ideas aren't worth talking about because each one on its own doesn't have a significant return on investment, but when we create a culture of continuous improvement, there's an enormous accumulation of benefits from the small ideas. As a Japanese hospital CEO told me once, we're more likely to find a big idea by looking for many small ones. So as we launched our free Vaxinexus site, as we're calling it, we were thrilled to see many improvements being shared, both large and small, but we often, again, we hear people say directly or implied that they think their ideas aren't worth sharing, but, but they are. So here are a few examples of small improvements that Vaxinexus users have shared um, in the platform. And if you'd like to register for a free account, you can find a link to that. Um, again, leanblog.org slash audio 314 or go to Vaxinexus.com, V A C C I nexus.com So three examples. First off, visual cues to show when chairs are to be sanitized. This is what was submitted. In the post-vaccine observation area, colored paper inside a plastic sleeve was attached to the back of the chairs that the clients would rest in for the post 15 minutes observation period. They were asked that on departure that they flip the colored paper over to the back of the chair. This visual alerted the sanitizing staff which chairs were to be sanitized. Example two, giving patients digital timers for observation. Here's what was submitted. How do you make sure they actually stay for that 15 minutes and make sure that they're okay? We just give them timers. Timers. They press start. It counts down 15 minutes. Have a seat in any of these seats. The timer goes off. You bring it back up. They clean it. It's like the size of a business card kind of timer. I thought that was an ingenious approach to put it in the hands of others, literally with a timer. When this goes off, you're free to leave. That has worked really well. Another example, maintaining physical distancing at check-in. Turn the registration table end on and sit at the short end to keep the client two meters back. There's no need for plexiglass or full PPE then. And when we can think about on-deck chairs, I wrote a blog post on my Lean blog about another small improvement, what they called the on-deck chairs at a Toyota-designed vaccination clinic. Note this, note, this wasn't their initial design. It was a small improvement, you could call that a Kaizen, that was made after initially launching the clinic site. So small ideas do matter. Big ideas with a big impact are great, but those are often few and far between. Small ideas not only lead to some improvement, but they encourage and inspire others to keep improving. So we keep accumulating the impact. Small ideas are more easily shared and copied and then improved upon sometimes, while inspiring more small improvements in the occasional discovery of a big idea. So if you haven't used Vaxinexus because you're afraid your ideas are too small to share, please join us and share. If you stopped using Vaccinexis because you thought your ideas weren't big enough to matter, they do matter. Please come back and share. So that's the end of um, that blog post for Kinexus. But then I also talk about bigger improvements. So as um, a a quick aside, there was a a webinar that we um, hosted um, the other day. It was on uh, May 18th about a model that's a step change innovation, as the rest of this post, the rest of this episode describes. So that webinar was titled, An Innovative Patient-First Vaccination Clinic Design. You can view the full recording. It's embedded in the blog post here. Again, if you go to leanblog.org slash audio 314. So from what I've seen firsthand and, and what I've heard from others, the COVID vaccination process usually involves moving the patient from location to location as the work progresses. This is generally true with drive through sites and walk through sites. You've got maybe five steps arrive and verify appointment. Then there's some queuing. That's not really a step, but it, it's a separate location. Registration and vaccination, then observation, then departure. Now, sometimes registration is at a different location than vaccination, but there. are either way. There are usually three or four locations that the patient moves to, point to point to point. Now, a few months back, I heard about a very different model for setting up this vaccination process. It was referred to as the, quote-unquote, hockey hub model, since it was done inside a hockey rink. It's Canada, so hockey. But the location wasn't the interesting thing. It was the process model. That mattered, And it's one that could be done at a football stadium, a golf course, or a non-sports-related location. I've linked to a February press release from the town of Owen Sound in Ontario about their Hockey Hub, COVID-19 Mass Immunization Hub in Gray Bruce. So what's noteworthy about the model? So for one, the model is designed to be able to deliver thousands of vaccines per day, but it's also, quote, scalable in that it can be expanded or contracted depending on the amount of vaccine available and the number of clients to be vaccinated. When we have cellular manufacturing in the context of lean, that's a nicely scalable model. You can add more workers to the production cells, or you can replicate or staff up cells to adjust your volume in finer increments than you could with a traditional assembly line structure. I've used this cell model to help redesign hospital laboratories, or at least there's uh, inspiration from that approach. The physical layout and the staffing plan can make a big difference in terms of quality, productivity, and flow, doing what is sometimes called a U-shaped cell. But back to Gray Bruce, it says, the Hockey Hub uses, uses a streamlined flow-through process. Once registered, the client remains in an individual pod, a chair, really, with some barrier around it, for documentation, administering vaccine, and recovery. So that pod is like a cell. I mean, not a jail cell, but like this production lean manufacturing cell. In this case, the patient is stationary and the workers move to the patient. It says in the article, the person administering the vaccine moves from pod to pod. The typical setup in the standard rink would have 150 pods with one nurse assigned 30 pods each. And there's a photo um, in the blog post that's taken from a video about this model. Um, And and, and there's a video about the Gray Bruce model, um, again, in the blog post. There's also a focus in this model, and as we would have in the Lean Mindset, on having clinical staff do only the clinical work. The article says... The efficiency of the Hockey Hub model is based on using clinical staff for clinical duties only and other staff for any task that is non-clinical. Now, I saw that same idea at the Toyota slash Frisco Texas vaccination site. At the vaccination table, there was a clinical person doing the vaccination and a non-clinical person doing data entry and other tasks. The Toyota site the Frisco site, both, that's Toyota and Frisco, they had the patient move from place to place. That was the model they were using. Now, the patient being stationary in the Hockey Hub model also reduces some risk. As the article says, there's a reduced risk of injury or fainting as clients are immunized and recover in the same location instead of risking fainting while walking to a recovery area. And fainting is a well-known risk in immunization clinics. The drive through clinics I've seen have the vaccinated person, whether they're the driver or not, stay parked in the same place until their observation period is done. Now, I've heard of other drive through sites, though, that have the patient drive to an observation area, and they've expressed concerns about the safety risk there of a driver fainting while moving and driving even a small distance. So you have better safety. Maybe it's a better experience for the patient just being stationary, and the gray Bruce. Um, group says uh, that location says it's more cost effective when you look at staffing efficiency, where they say a single vaccinator moving from pod to pod can administer 90 vaccines per hour. A vaccinator at the Toyota Frisco site could probably do about 60 per hour with their process design from what I observed. They also say at Gray Bruce, um, elaborating on this, the model is cost effective. The hockey hub costs about $6,000 per thousand vaccines $6 $6 per vaccine, about $1.7 million total for the 140,000-person populations. So that dollars per population is a little different. But larger-volume clinics cost 26000 per thousand, or $7.2 million for a population of 140,000. So they're saying the Hockey Hub model um, costs about one quarter of that traditional flow model. Having the provider move from patient to patient, you know, having a proper cart and other setup that provides good ergonomics for them, eliminates the provider waiting for the next patient to arrive, to walk to them. That waiting time is expensive and inefficient. Toyota and Frisco solve that problem with the on-deck chairs, um, as I've mentioned before. There's a video about the Hockey Hub embedded in this blog post. Again, leanblog.org slash audio 314. And they intended that this model, the Hockey Hub, would spread throughout Ontario. It's already spreading across Canada. There's an article there about Hockey Hub mass vaccination model to help in Peel region. As somebody says, the model has expanded and with different evolutions across Canada. That's great to hear. And instead of just copying and pasting, It's even better when you can improve upon a model that was learned from others. You can copy the innovation and then apply continuous improvement to that model. Another headline, Manitoba adopting Gray Bruce vaccination model. It says Manitoba will be modeling some of their super vaccination sites after Gray Bruce's hockey hub model. So again, I would add modeling is better than just copying. So inspired by this model, Dr. Joy Dobson, a former anesthesiologist in Regina, Saskatchewan, has been creating a similar model that has recently been put into use. Joy also shared her model, the process for developing and refining the model, and their early results in that webinar that I mentioned, again titled An Innovative Patient-First Vaccination Clinic Design. That webinar recording is embedded in the blog post here. You can find it on our Canexus YouTube channel. And Dr. Dobson has been a weekly participant in a regular Zoom meeting that I've been hosting. It's been open to all who are using the Vaccinexus site and platform. Um, Joy first told us about that idea. Then she showed us what she called the kitchen table simulation of the model using parts uh, from a cut-up cereal box. It was a Cheerios box, to be more specific. Um, The mock-ups, learning, and trials continued from there. So I'm excited that she shared with us all in a more public way. I hope you'll go watch that recording. I think there are important lessons here that might inspire improvement in other parts of healthcare and beyond. So again, the blog post here is leanblog.org slash audio 314. Thanks for listening.